Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Speaking of which, Wrestle Kingdom 14, are you ready for this? They made it into a two-day event. Holy shit. What? Yeah. Continue. So, Wrestle Kingdom 14, the Tokyo Dome, okay? Wait. Double main event. The Tokyo Dome. (gasps) Yes. Uh, New (laughs) Japan Pro Wrestling. NJPW. Here's what happened. Okay. Wrestle Kingdom 14. All right. This is going to be a sidebar, Joshua. Please put it into something. We need to have an extra episode again. (laughs) Two-day event because they were doing the rush for gold Uh at the culmination of the because second night gold is they would crown the first double iwgp heavyweight and iwgp intercontinental championship they're not merging the belts you will have both, you belts. Have both belts like so, hogan warrior exactly so shut the fuck up what you had was at night one mm-hmm. kota ibushi who had won the g1 classic which is basically you get the you get the contract whenever you want it so he cashed in the contract at wrestle kingdom Mm. kota ibushi versus kazuchika okada for the iwgp heavyweight championship kazuchika okada retains goes into night two okay other (laughs) iwgp intercontinental championship jay white the reigning champion of the bullet club taking on tetsuyo naito of los ingobernables de japon los ingobernables de japon <laughs> which is the uh the, the japanese version of the mexican uh los ingobernables yes, yes, yes. uh los ingobernables uh <laughs> faction so okay jay white does not retain tetsuyo naito wins the iwgp intercontinental championship so, so night two kazuchiko okada versus tetsuyo naito for both the iwgp intercontinental championship and, and <gasps> the iwgp world heavyweight championship yes the winner and new and first double champion in Tetsuya Naito. Nice. Los Ingobernables de Japón. I've got the gold. Joshua, please cut this and put that into like God, a little snippet awesome. so it's beautiful and you can get all this praise. I can't get up right now. Yeah. That was actually really, really good. Gina they also, don't look over here. They also what? had Jushin, the Thunder, Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement match. <laughs> so he had his last match, which was a uh, four uh, four on four, like legends of Japanese pro wrestling match, mm-hmm. um, which he won. And then the next day, everyone's like, oh, cool. He's going to wrestle one more time. He wrestled a tag team match versus the uh, the junior heavyweight championship and someone else. And everyone thought, OK, cool. Well, you know, he, he's on the way out. Is he going to, you know, is he going to win? No. What is that classic wrestling move? Oh. You come in on your back. And you leave on your back. You lose your first match. You lose your last match. And you lose your last match. You put over the guy who's coming next. What does he do? The The legendary junior heavyweight champion. The man who revolutionized under 215 pound wrestling. Jushin Thunder Liger. He is pinned by none other than the IWGP junior heavyweight champion. He goes out on his back. That's romantic, man. That's that's romance wrestling style right there. And then that's the romantic. next night at New that's Year's Dash epic. at Corican Hall, the legendary Japanese stadium, he goes into the ring. They give him the 12-bell salute. Mm. He bows each four sides of the ring. Hits his pose. Nice. <sighs> man, it's, it's, it's Greetings! Just, it's, <laughs> And salutations and welcome once again to the Cables Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. My name is, of course, David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined this evening by none other than my. Uh, I got nothing. I don't have a cool witty thing. 
I just spent all my energy describing wrestling to you guys. It was actually really, <laughs> really oh, yeah, like, very entertaining. You were great, the man. most electrifying man in podcasting. For about oh, oh no, how dare you? <laughs> it was supposed to be the lead-in for you, you dummy. Yeah, okay, well, cross for me. We have what you gonna do when the Azorian one runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> he did the pose. Have some mulsadas. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> I understood that reference. Saddle mulsadas. It's great. To my left, the lovely, the talented. Definitely not a wrestling fan. It's Amy. You can find me at IG and you robot on the breaking social media platforms. But across from me, I think I did that wrong again. <laughs> it's just Manderson. <laughs> just AKA Manderson. the son of Mander. Anyway, what's up, guys? Hey, man, how's it going? I forgot to say, we are your number one allegedly podcast for anything comic book related. So some nerds on a forum have said, and this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on, up our quality, and... Lights on. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, carrying on being this fantastic little group that we are. We do have lights this week, I've noticed. Alexa turns them on for us. Oh. No, I left the kitchen light on because I was oh. making dinner. Anyway, oh. I should probably turn that out because I burned out another bulb. <laughs> hey, Alexa, turn <laughs> off the lights. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you, for as little as $1 to $5, can get early access to episodes like <gasps> this one. Really? Yeah. For access to one. bonus episodes like our episode on Hilda. A Discord community that is on and popping. And so much more. Check it out at nerdon.io slash Patreon. Is the Discord server lit fam jam? It's a lit fam jamma mamo? Yeah. 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 We need to make that an emote. (laughs) Dab. Um, For anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and Nerdon, you can head over to thecaplesscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all of our content as well as the rest of the Nerdon podcast family. Family. So, this week, we are talking about none other than comic books because that is what <gasps> oh, we talk yeah, about right. here on the Capeless Crusade. On a specific comic book, but before <gasps> wait, what? we get to that, oh, before shoot. we talk about comics, we need to talk about comics. We <laughs> <laughs> like to go around the horn. Uh, does anyone have any moonshine? Yes. Indeed. Mm-hmm. It's a moonshine. So place. I got it uh, right over here in, oh. a, in a jug. Oh, I thank you. Uh, anyway, so when we go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, like this Rolo. You playing the jug over there? Yeah, there Lovely. you go. Moonshine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, does anyone have a, a tub and a, and a laundry like, thing? Ooh, they can, and some, ooh, I'll get some spoons. I got a washboard in my trunk. Ooh, that's the word I was looking for. I got a washboard under my shirt. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We got a we got a good band you here. No, so no, you fucked up. It's in the oh, car. He was so close. <laughs> Who's got the spoons? Play we the spoons. talk about what comic books we have been reading this week. Hey yo. I only read the reading assignment, so I'm gonna. I'm oh gonna, no, that counts. All right, oh, so you can talk about it. You're recruiting. I started off. Start, start us off, Anderson. All right, so um, I just read the last issue, the most recent issue of Young Justice, no. Young Justice number twelve. It's 12 issues in, and I still feel like it's just getting started. It feels super fresh, which you don't always get from comic book runs. Mm-hmm. But issue 11 and 12 feature Naomi, um, Brian Michael Bendis' creation. And so I went and binged volume one of Naomi. And I normally like, I like reading one or two at a time and like taking my time and enjoying it. I couldn't stop reading it. I read Ooh. all six issues in probably 40 minutes. It's so good. Really interesting. Great story about a young lady who wants to have superpowers because she f- had an encounter with Superman in her town, small town in 
Oregon someplace. Can't remember the name of it. Small town Is Oregon. Is it Beaverton? It's not Beaverton. Oh. Sorry. And it's not Portland. Um, and then she's like, why can't I have superpowers? And they come to find out that she's a refugee from another dimension. And she does have superpowers. Funny how that works. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but it's it's a... You should all go buy the first volume trade paperback. It's out right now. It's really good. It's fantastic. So I read those two things. I read a lot more, but those two things are going to be the highlights today. Sick. Amy. Sick. So, what did you read? Sorry. I actually, so um, I read a lot of Hilda, um, which we actually speak about on our bonus episode. Bo- bo- bonus. Bonus. Thank you. We have a soundboard um, now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a shock jock Crusaders in the morning Bonus. I like this um, So I read a lot of Hilda just to get vamped up I'm and ramped need more up. alcohol You don't have I any, don't have any. <laughs> You're drinking water <laughs> well, Actually drinking water So uh, bonus episode, read a lot of Hilda I actually finally went back in today and picked up um, A good chunk of my saver Which is mostly Wonder Woman I'm not complaining um, but I also picked up uh, Mirka Adolfo's finally found a, an American home new title. She wrote Unnatural. We had this conversation. Mm, yes. Um, it's called Unsacred. Huh, huh, of course. It's a limited six issue uh. run and it is about a demon and an angel and their daily life together because they're madly in love. But the angel is not going to give in to the demon. I don't know. It was cute. I like her drawings. And so no before no okay. actually she's hardcore not about that no hanky panky not if, at all what if they Bo-bonus. get back to the <laughs> do i, I need know. to read this i don't know yet we're only two issues in and it goes okay. to a six so you've all got right. time all right cool um the other thing that i ended up well, traffic in 10 <laughs> gosh there's a cat walking across the fucking soundboard right now that's what's <laughs> happening <laughs> I, there you go <laughs> and now nickelback no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> i don't want i don't want photograph i don't want photograph um, if but i can I also, remember a nickelback song and start singing about the kids it's look at this photograph there we go, that's okay. all i know like we're animals sorry <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing i ended up picking up was um it's just released the Magicians, which is based on the book by Lev Grossman, which is actually turned into a sci-fi series, which is going into their fifth season starting this week. Wow. Um, and Lev Grossman is a showrunner, so we'll ever have the talk later. But this is they're in their third issue of their current run, and I like it. I like it's basically it. grown up Harry Potter, like <laughs> legitimate. They they're like college kids that end up going to magic school, and they fall into a Narnia world and mess it up, and. Are there magical colleges in Harry Potter? Or do they just go right into the... They just go right into work? the regular world and, and they go right into whatever their job is in Harry Potter. Interesting. But is not the theme darker? with the magicians. Oh, Because yes. wizards are more no, mature it's than humans. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. For okay. it, mm, kind of. It's got some of those tones, but it's like more growing in the nature. And if you want to learn about the magicians, <sighs> I'd be happy to give you more information. You should join our Patreon and get into that Discord and we'll have the talk. But sesty. I'm kind of scared. Yeah, this was this was a, this was a bad month. Yeah, I was not able to read. Aside from our assigned reading, mm-hmm. I uh, you know there are reasons. I, I indeed did not read a comic. I you read I, books. I you know walked through some glass doors, but did not read a comic. I uh, boy did I zip toward the recruiter, but I didn't get to a comic book. So you read book uh, yeah. books. Were there pictures in your rings? Looking for work. Oh, I didn't get there. Indeed, glass door zipper. You, you joined the Marines, is what I mean. Getting. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah, okay. I joined the Marines. I was, yeah, papers, <laughs> papers. 
So you're a little old for that. Hey, no, shut up. Okay. <laughs> no. Current okay. climate, they'll take anybody. Yeah. It's okay. Creaky knees and all. Ah, uh, you get away. It'll be fine. Sign right I here. Cr- 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 good, good news. You get a one-way trip to Iran. We'll let you know when you're coming back. <laughs> what up, a bonus? <laughs> anyway. Oh my Charlie god. Looks great on night. So that concludes our around the horn. horn. Anyway, um, <laughs> horn. Around the horn, by the way. Hey. Sponsored by what? Empire's Comics Vault. Ooh. Our home away hey. from home. Our his home. Uh, there, located at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet K. You can find Ben, the mm. wonderful purveyor of comics, hot sauces, and his lovely pugs, Dylan and Rolly. Um, he is now in the process of clearing out. If you want to get some little mm. figures or statues, they're on sale because he has a glass case that he wants to fill with hot sauce. That's why I don't get hurt when I try to get variants off the wall. We That's had a, smart. We had a uh, first appearance of Silver Sable that nice. was on the wall today. For Spider-Man, and I nearly knocked off all the Lucky Dog. So uh, that's a brand of hot sauce. Yeah, not the dogs. No, the dogs okay. were not up there. No, Lucky stuff. Dog's the hot sauce. So <laughs> come buy pint glasses, yeah. figurines. Yeah, 50% off. Yes. If you do it, if you, uh, right. I believe if you're on Facebook or Instagram and you reach out, it's 75% off. If you yep. Tell them which one you want. If it's still there. And Sounds like everything except Send it for social media again. Everybody except for Dark Side. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so get in there, get some cool Dark Side is. glassware. Yes. Speaking of... What a tie-in. Dark Side is came from Mer- Mr. Miracle, written by none other than a Tom Tom. Hey, yeah. that's the tie-in. We got there. Is that yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, that's something. That's great. Originally that's created called by the great Jack the King Kirby. Jack the King Kirby. That's how you anyway, broadcast. we are, of course, talking about <laughs> Tom King's heroes. In crisis. crisis. Originally created in September, released in September of 2018, and finally wrapping in May of 2019. A nine issue arc focusing on the events uh, at Sanctuary, which is a uh, basically superhero um, day spa slash rehabilitation slash psych ward slash insane asylum slash <laughs> rehab slash. So many slashes. It's That's, a sanctuary. Can you put on a it is yeah. a sanctuary. It's a it, sanctuary. We, we don't have the opportunity to have a for- fortress of solitude yeah. or a bat cave. Therefore, na, na, we have built na, na. the sanctuary. Yes. Yeah, so the sanctuary bum, bum, bum. F- featured in this story was built by none other than the Trinity themselves, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. They established sanctuary as to be a place for heroes to go, to rest, to recover, to deal with. I, was, I appreciate you put them in the order of importance. <laughs> what, what order did I put the best? Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cute. I didn't realize that's what I did. That's cute. Uh, that's just who came to mind. Um, this is my belt, Kryptonite? Anyway, so, <laughs> so yeah, so they built this sanctuary to be a place for heroes to go, to rest, to recover, to deal with the issues, the PTSD associated with uh, the damaging events that they have uh, all experienced and, and been a part of. Um, but we come to find that the sanctuary um, has been... Uh, it seemingly attacked everyone there, murdered, uh, including the uh, the robots that actually run Sanctuary itself. Um, and all fingers are pointed at Harley Quinn and Booster, Booster Gold, Gold as the two individuals left alive, left escaping from the Sanctuary. An investigation ensues uh, done by Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and the they Flash. Because they weren't at Sanctuary. They were not at Sanctuary. <laughs> Uh, I think that was uh, Order of Appearance, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a very professional yeah. movie move. Let me double check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
get this story follows the investigation uh, into <laughs> the events at Sanctuary. Um, also deals with a lot of other uh, deep issues that not too many comics have, have delved into, especially not in the DC Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So, written by Tom King, drawn primarily by Clay Man. Yeah, you're right. And then, um, and then who came in besides Clay? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Mitch. Mitch Gerard. Okay, yeah, Gerard, Gerard. Who knows? Gerard. I, I think he, Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. Mitch came in. There was another. There was a couple guest artists. Mitchy G. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mitchy G. There we go. That's what we're gonna call him from now on until he blocks us on Twitter. Um, <laughs> no, she's definitely powering somebody's batteries. But actually, in order, there it goes: Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Uh-huh. Do you know how difficult you- it is to keep things up in flight? You did this. I don't know. I don't know. I've never flown. Uh, also, that is ac- that's accurate. Like the way that she's hanging. We are not a visual show. No, we are not. Anyway, <laughs> go so, girl, go fly. Um, like I'm going to quickly. I'm going to quickly break down the arcs of the story before we before we talk about yes. it. It is going to be yep. spoilers. This series. God, what is happening? So, I'm so excited I'm over here. This series has wrapped. You can pick it up at your local comic book store, like Empire's Comics Vault. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? Basically occurs after this investigation is started. Like I said, Booster Gold and um, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn are the two primary suspects. Booster Gold goes on the run trying to figure out, trying to solve. They basically try to, you know, pin it to each other because they both think they were involved. But what we actually come to find out is they have both been set up. They have both been framed. Um, and through their investigation and also the investigation of the Trinity, we find that it was actually none other than. <gasps> Somebody because you're going to have to read the book. Boom. I was going to spoil it. That's what I said. I don't know if you want mm. to now because the way that this loops is so loopity loopity. Mm. But we're going to talk about it. So we're going to we're gonna have to spoil it eventually. Well, Do you seriously not want to spoil it? Mm. What about All right, so if you hanging. haven't read it, stop, go buy it. <laughs> read Warning. it. Warning. Come back. Yeah, come back and listen. Us. Yeah. Because from here okay. on, there'll be spoilers. Well, I won't I won't spoil it. No. no. We, we, can you, give, we can give that 30 second pause because, and we'll then you can just you. really let it. So <clears> wait, well, it shouldn't be 30 seconds. We can't have 30 seconds into there. All right, let's just, everyone shut up for 30 seconds. <clears throat> so now that you're back, Doc, uh, that was my not, not 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> you can't do 30 seconds of dead air. Joshua will kill us. You just said to do 30 no, seconds. He can't said, kill us. He's in SoCal. We're not. <laughs> He's got a point. I don't know. He might be able to use a force and get here quickly and do things <laughs> and kill fair. us all. Josh is all powerful. Anyway, like Thanos out of this. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert. Josh get the gun? Come to find out that the individual who killed everyone at Sanctuary is none other than <laughs> Wally West, <laughs> a.k.a. The Flash. Um, through the events of the comic, we find that basically um, the burden of hope and loss and all the things that we've put on Wally West throughout time led him to a breaking point. Um, he kills everyone in Sanctuary. On accident. On accident. On accident it, yeah. it is. It, he loses control and he definitely kills everyone, but it is definitely not a... You know, a murderous rampage. Um, he just lost his family in the new Fifty Two, yeah. and it is, and basically and in a moment of, you know, utter despair. Utter despair. Such he sets goodness. up to make it look like um, everyone was murdered by other people, um, not him. And he sets up Harley Quinn and Booster Gold to take the fall. He then travels into the future, um, kills himself, and keeps the loop and, going, and and brings that body back. So there's a body there. So crazy the, the whole time. That part. Yeah, of the, the whole time. fucking oh time travel. But the way Booster Gold is always just like time travel. Picture <laughs> <laughs> Hulk just be like time, time travel. travel. <laughs> Consider this a win. win. 
It's it's Doctor Who. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Wally West, um, at the end, they uh, stop him from killing himself, um, go into the future, clone him, bring that body back to to finish the loop. I actually love stuff like that. And then Wally West <laughs> is, is arrested and put away in super jail. Super <laughs> so, jail. Also, can we... Okay. The green. The green. So the green. that's one of my questions, actually. I know. You're welcome. Um, because I'm not really reading too much DC these days. I'm not I'm not current on a lot of them, so I do want to come up. So yeah, so that's the gist of the story. If that sounds interesting to you, just wait until we dig deeper because it's bananas. Um, but like I said, the 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 main the 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 purpose that Sanctuary served was to be a place where superheroes could go and they could seek therapy mm-hmm. at, at its core. They were seeking therapy, f- you know, for all of their issues stemming from all the things that they have to deal with. Um, the idea being that the, the, the like interviews and the, the confessions, if you will, that they made were deleted immediately. They were not stored anywhere. So no one could mm-hmm. take this and use it against them. Um, except of course the fastest man alive who could figure it out. Um, Oh, Um, but yeah, and then we have various heroes and villains, um, from Mm -hmm. all the, you know, the last hundred years of DC comics are there talking about their issues, talking about what has happened to them and away we go. Well, it's also not just talk therapy. I am a big, huge proponent of therapy, period. If talk therapy is your jam, definitely continue to go see your therapist, Hopefully they're licensed. If not, and you're using ways to self-medicate, i.e. being in podcasting, please go ahead and keep doing that. But I was going to say this, a Ouija board, but you know. Yeah. You could do that too. Talk to people that way. Um, but with this, it's not just talk therapy. Having the opportunity for the confessionals, which we get to see in the way that it's laid out with the panels, which is so fantastic. That Tom King, yeah. Mitch Garad's nine-panel system. <laughs> panel, panel, panel. Um, we see, we no. see especially Lagoon Boy, which was one of the uh, ones that broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. We see them not just reacting, but putting themselves back in the situations that caused a lot of that trauma, that they're working through it. So like in Kingdom Come, when we see Clark has isolated himself to essentially his hollow deck, because I don't know what else to call it. You're welcome. Um, and he's- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's he's back in Kansas. No. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can remember for a minute. Um, Kansas and he's living, he's like, I'm on the farm. I'm still doing all these things. Sanctuary has the space for them to do that (laughs) too, so that they can either work through their trauma or whatever they need for that moment. They can accept and help move them through their therapy. (coughs) It's physical therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Who are they in traffic intent? Um, (laughs) But they, they do. They have, they like, they have these VR, Things, these VR, yeah, these holodecks. Yeah. That's really what it is. Much, where welcome. they can, Thank where you. they can go experience like Lagoon Boy experiences that most traumatic moment. You know where he saw his friends die and then he thought he was dead. Um, other heroes would just Wally with fight the bad guys. Wally would be with his family. Some people took vacations. Harley and uh, Ivy, who is who is there actually rehabilitating. Ivy is there rehabilitating. Harley has snuck in to yeah. see Ivy. Yeah, um, they conjure up you know, a beautiful outside pasture. And then there's a Mr. J that they, they killing. Yeah. and oh, no. Harley's beside herself because it's just hilarious watching him repeatedly <laughs> die with terrible jokes. Booster gold talks to himself and starts oh, beating the crap out of himself. So mm-hmm. angry. Which is a re- I think was really good because he's like, why can we, you know, be on this beach and be doing all these things? Why are you here? And he's like, ask himself all these questions mm-hmm. that he's wanted to ask. So good. Um, 
What's his name? Gnar- I keep calling him. Narc. Narc? Yeah. I, yeah. I assume that G's. I don't know I if don't he's. Know. His story I, arc. It breaks my heart. Freaking yeah. beautiful. Love it. Like Tom King, man. Tom fucking King, <laughs> man. Ah. So, I, um, just, I mean, besides the, like, the, you know, it's at its core, it's a murder mystery story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is a really, it's got, but it's got with the time travel and, and all that. It's a really interesting murder mystery story. So just on that. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's it was super well done. Keeps you guessing the whole time. I had no idea. Even after seeing people on Twitter saying Tom King, fuck you, you ruined Wally West. I was like, I have no idea what you guys are fucking talking about because <laughs> I've been disconnected from DC for a while. So I was just kind of like, so I went into it, and at the very end, I'm like, this is why everyone's mad. <laughs> Pretty much, I guess. Oh, I was not mad, but although I, was, I will I say, was like, what? It was good what? for the story. Yeah, I thought when, the worst story it, was great when it first dropped. And before you knew everything and Wally West died, I remember thinking, and I said to somebody, he's like, huh, so they brought Wally West back to Spark Rebirth and then they just killed him out. Like less than two years later, they mm-hmm. just killed him. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh. <laughs> but this whole twist <laughs> with him actually being the cause and not being dead was like, okay, I can see that. And for all those people who hated what they did, it set up another great Wally West story arc that is currently happening now yes, called is. Flash Forward. So where he's saving the multiverse. He, so he's trying there you go. to be, he's trying to become the hero that he hopes to be. Yeah. It's his and redemption exactly. story. And also just based on this story alone, I don't think he ruined him. He didn't make it. It's not like he just was like suddenly like, Hey, by the way, now Wally West, he's a bad guy. Right. <laughs> he just kills people. No, he literally explains how he loses control, how he has, you know, he talks about the speed force being a gift and, but it's also something that you constantly have to be focusing on yeah. controlling. And if you let it go, Kaboom. That happens. Like exactly. and as it stands, if he had if he had just let it go outside and no one had been around, no one would have died. It would just been the massive explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I was just kind of like, all right, cool. So yeah, I had no idea the whole time. I was like, ah, oh, didn't think it was Wally West. I was like, who is it? Is it Harley? Is it Booster? Oh, he left a little thing. It seems like it's Harley. Oh, now it seems like it's Booster. Mm-hmm. And I was legitimately like, who the fuck was it? It was a good who done it. Um, but then underneath, you had all these confessions, you got to see all these different stories, remember all these stories. I had to look up some of them because I remembered them. Some of the confessions they made, I was like, I remember when that happened. Or, oh, when did that happen? That happened in the 1980s in Teen Titans or something like that. You Barbara know, they were, explaining the gunshot wound she yeah. gets from yeah. Joker. Oh, yeah, the way, the way they made some stuff canon, you know, yep. and, but it wasn't, you know, it was quote unquote canon. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana's, Diana's confession, the ones um, that stuck out to me, Diana's confession, Bruce's confession, not confession. Yeah. Uh, Babs is con- literally just standing up, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. It it did for me what I like. Again, this is the other publisher. What I liked so much that they did in Iron Man three, where mm-hmm. we see a hero who is battling anxiety, banging, battling this. this he, he just can't let go of what happened, and it's torturing him for his entire life and making him build all these suits. That's what I liked about this comic, where we see that these superheroes. Through all the saving and the battles they fight, that it does, it sticks with them. It actually is something that remains in their mind as they keep trying to take their mind off it. It builds up and it gets yeah. to a point where they need to release, to, to vent. And I, that's why I love the focus about this, that it actually showed that no matter how super or powerful they are, there's still this human side mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is still trying to deal with this, this pain that they have. Yeah. I think the the extra layer of complexity, I love Iron Man 3, but there's so many heroes dealing with it that as different heroes are giving different confessions, 
anybody who reads like, oh, that's how I deal with pain. Mm-hmm. And somebody gives him like, that's how I deal with pain. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is going to shock everybody. I'm waiting. But I was reading it and then I handed it to my wife. Single tear. And now I'm like, <sighs> this, read this page. And she got done like, that's me. And she's like, yep. Guess who it was? Diana. Nope. Superman. Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. But like the thing I read, I'm like, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And so like, how do I, as somebody who doesn't like to deal with their pain, who likes to pretend like I don't have any pain, like I'm not all really exuberant Mask. all the time, but like, yeah, everything's, Mask. everything's fine. Like, mm-hmm. how do I be better than that? How do I, even if it's just like talking to my wife or the guy who works in the office across the hall from me about stuff so that I'm not bottling it up and then I turn into Wally West and kill a bunch of people. No. That's uh, so scoot my chair over. Yeah. I feel that way. No, it's (laughs) it's a great and honest question because truly it the way that this is written, King's given the opportunity for everyone to recognize themselves in some part of a character, regardless of who it is. Regardless of if you are constantly saving people and bottling it up, or if you are pretending that everything's okay, or, you know, you're telling kids don't do drugs, but really I'm doing drugs Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, how I'm coping. It gives everybody a mirror, like, Mm -hmm. or at least a foil to bounce off. And if you can recognize yourself in any of the characters, it is a great place to start. I am a huge proponent of therapy. I don't care what your problem is. Talking to people, especially for me, is a great release. I'm in therapy. I don't care. I'm really proud of myself. It takes a lot to recognize that you have a problem and then decide actively to participate in growing from it. And so wanting to be better and making them the steps to be better, and even if you have to kill your old self to become better, is Ivy. something that you can do. Sorry. What is that? I said poison ivy. Poison Ivy. <laughs> Regrowth. Well, and that was part of her story. She There was no intention of Ivy truly dying, but she, you know, once she is dead, she has, she she's the rose and she gets planted and she becomes the green. She sprouts from the green and truly has a rehabilitation and a renewal of her life because she went to sanctuary. She wasn't, she just didn't go there. Yeah. She was invited which is her being able to reach out and make some type of connection, whether it was with bats, whether it was with, with Diana, whomever they said, you know what we see in you that you have the opportunity and the ability to change and we want you here. And so she literally has a fresh rebirth. Yeah. So. Well, I think the, um, a big part of the story is that, you know, on the one hand, it's like, all right, cool. Look at these, all these heroes you've always had. Look at Superman, look at Batman, look at Wonder Woman, you know, look at everybody in between. Um, and you're like, oh man, it's refreshing to see them talking about their problems, them recognizing it, them also taking all these stories where these traumatic thing ha- things happen, and then it's just kind of, you know, they move on to the next story arc, and you never mm-hmm. see, see that again. But to recognize and know that trauma would actually be embedded in someone, but to also then realize they're still trying to keep it a secret because the sanctuary has been set up to be a secret place for them to go. Nobody knows about it mm-hmm. except for the superhero community. Um, and then Wally basically wants to make it right, and so he. By using his speed force, after this information is all dumped and deleted, he goes through and reconstructs it bit by bit to take those videos and then send them to Lois Lane and say, this is what's happening. Um, In a weird way to basically be like, hey, let the world know that we hurt too. Mm -hmm. Like, it shouldn't be kept a secret. You should know that we're going to therapy. You should know that we've seen all these terrible things. Um, Which is also kind of a, it's not his 
place to make that choice. But at the same time, if you want to talk about it, you should be loud and proud that you're going to therapy. You know, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it. That's what that you can go to therapy to talk, talk about it. Mm -hmm. But if you also want to let people know like, Hey, by the way, I get that. I understand that. I go through that. I talk to somebody about it. There is nothing fucking wrong with Mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a wonderful thing to do for some people. Um, Also, you know, not just because you have problems, but before you have problems, maybe you see problems coming. Maybe you don't see problems coming, but you're just like, you know what? A lot of people around me have these problems. They see it this way. Maybe I should just go talk to someone before it gets bad. That's a whole other thing. Like I know a lot of couples who go to marriage therapy or couples therapy because they have no problems in the world. And it's like, we don't want to have to start having problems. So we want to have this open communication. Um, I, with you, also identify with one of the Trinity, um, not Superman, but I actually identify most with with Diana. Mm -hmm. Um, When basically she says, you know, I have this, but someone has it worse. And so I bite my tongue because someone always has it worse, which I totally get. I'm always like, man, this sucks. This thing is happening. And then I see someone else's situation. I'm like, oh, I don't have it nearly as fucking bad. That doesn't mean I don't have a you know a right to feel the way that I feel or mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, it's just you know an under. It's more about understanding your perspective and how to empathize. Which it seems like she's just kind of like nope. Like I I'm strong because I don't have it as bad as someone else, and they need me to be strong. And it's like yeah, but that's one hundred percent not fair to you. Which you learn through all of these people's confession that they are not being fair to themselves, um, and they finally have an opportunity to and. <laughs> and Wally kills everybody. Hey, it's great. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, uh, we're not saying you should go to your therapist's office because a madman's gonna blow up the speed force. We're saying don't be friends with people named Wally. Yeah, no, no Wallys. <laughs> I don't know any Wallys. You? No, okay. I know Wallys, a William no. that likes to go by Wally, but well, God, not anymore. Super jail. You know, five days. Super jail. Um. Whew. Yeah, but um, I completely just blanked on my train of thought because I was just like. Emotional. He was in crisis. <laughs> I you had something to say. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> Helpful. Not being fair to yourself. Yes. Yes. Um, so th- through this, we get to see how a lot of these heroes have started to deal with these issues. Again, whether it's re-experiencing the trauma, trying to get over the trauma. In a lot of ways, um, I felt like Wally, Wally was a really good example of just kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, What's your therapy? Well, I, you know, I imagine having my family. I imagine fighting crime with my family. I imagine having these experiences with my family. And it's like, well, is that helping? Does, and it never seems like it does. It seems like he's, when he's doing his confessions, he's like, week one, really excited to be here. Oh, yeah. Can't it's wait awesome. to talk. Mm-hmm. Week two, like his his words don't match his expression. He's like, can't wait for week two. But then he's like holding his hands in, in his, or holding his face in his hands. Um, and so you really get to see how not, not recognizing, you know, the other people are going like it's like he wanted other people to know that these people were going through this because he still felt alone, even though he was doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, there are always all these people, but everyone was anonymous because everyone still was hung up on this idea of we don't want you to be able to use this against other heroes and villains. You know, we want you to be anonymous. We want it to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that didn't help him. You know, he felt he still felt alone and disconnected. And then. Um, (laughs) well and lois also ends up i was waiting for steve to jump on the train but lois also ends up because she is suddenly getting all this information about sanctuary and she just has a one-on-one with clark with elaine and ben she's like honey i can't stop this it's coming out 
And he's like, wait, 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 what? What? No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. These people, they deserve privacy. And she's like, oh, it's already out. Sorry, babe. Yeah. And he has to have that entire speech because suddenly everybody is afraid that they're heroes, that these people they've placed on pedestals that have godlike powers are weak. Are, are weak. Yeah are fragile main they can snap and so it's one of those things that i'm i'm glad they didn't go into because it starts going down a rabbit hole but i was always curious about what it would be like to be a citizen in your like we're not talking the boys please don't talk the boys but a citizen (laughs) in your great heroes in your town and your your figureheads are warped (laughs) or you you've believed that forever they are the pinnacle, the highest of high, they are whatever. And suddenly you come out with proof that they are fragile, that they are broken and that they could snap and kill you. And it creates such a level of fear and paranoia within that community that how could you recover from that? So it was, it it made me understand why, you know, they were like, shh, keep keep it secret, keep it safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. But when it came to it, especially for Wally's entire story, he thought that the Trinity made this building, you know, sanctuary specifically for him because they felt bad. Like, not that it was a genuine act of trying to just help people heal, that it was specifically for Wally, that it was all about they they felt bad for Wally. They're taking pity on Wally and everybody else was just like, eh, I got some problems too. So like between that, it was, it was really... I don't know. It just kind of like not made me want to go to therapy more, but I'm always like, is everybody talking to somebody? Like, I mean, Booster had has the great aside with Beetle that he's after like talking to himself when he gets out. He's like, man, I always just needed you, man. Like, I think you have a better understanding of their relationship with Steve's than I do, because I am not a big Booster and Beetle person. (laughs) I, I it just was cool to see. The two of them, like, finding a way to relate because they're the old buddies of this entire crew. They're the ones who, you know, connected. And just seeing Booster find someone to vent to when everyone thinks he's one of the people that may have caused this this, this tragic event. Just to be able to someone to relate to and joke with and sit on the couch with. And I just loved that moment of it. I actually wanted to bring up, I don't know if we would, anyone would talk about favorite parts or not, but I loved the last page Bros before heroes. There it is. Boom. <laughs> there was a fist bump that just occurred. Yeah. Anyway, um, the last panels, like they show Booster and Beetle laughing. They show Ivy and Harley uh, walking together. They show Wally with what looks like jail cell shadows. But the the wording, if you guys don't mind me reading this real quick. No, nah, don't read comics. Okay, fine. So oh. I like. <laughs> I got excited. It says. But hope isn't denying who you are or what you've been through, what you lost. Hope is knowing what you carry with you, how heavy is the load, how easy it'd be to stay still, to do nothing, to yield to the weight and fall to the mud. And yet despite that burden, or maybe because of it, you're still running. And I mean, I just, it's, I love those words there because it's showing that what they're carrying, the pain they have inside them, being able to make it known and still continuing to fight the good fight, no matter what it is that you do. And that's just Tom King writing right there that I yeah. love there. 
I feel like Superman's speech that he gives to that pedestal is just mwah, Italian chef kiss, mm-hmm. finger kiss. Mwah. Um, it's the nicest thing he's ever going to say about <clears throat> Superman. I, well, I loved it the way because he he, he basically he basically talks about how you know they 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 welcomed him in an alien and they and they allowed him to become a friend to become a hero, um, and you know and he, but he wanted them to know like. You know, if you've accepted me as one of you, if you've accepted me as human, well, you also have to accept that this is just the same way that you deal with trauma, with um, with damage. I have to, and we have to. What what is more human than this 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 shared experience of pain and how we deal with it? You know, yeah. like that that there's there's not a thread that ties us together more. Um, so I love that speech, that speech that he gives in the one point where he, he has to stop and, and Diana puts the hand on his shoulder. Diana? Mm-hmm. Diana, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, to let him know that she's there and you can you could say that next part. You can you can finish your sentence. Um it is, it's just it's it's really it's really cool. It's really when Tom King, when he's written Superman, it has just just made me love Superman more and more. Um, because I have my issues with Superman, you know, being the godlike figure. Um, and I'm not saying he has to have, you know, these, these weaknesses and these, you know, chinks in his armor, cracks in his armor in order to be makes interesting. It more, it makes it more complex though when but you do But it does. Yeah. And, and when you have, when you have something like this, something that's, that's, you know, it's not, it's not that, it's not one bad day, you know, it's not Superman yeah. turning evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, you know, here's, here's this, this literal God on earth. Who can have these he human can have, moments. Yeah. He can, he can have, have these yeah. human emotions and, and that should, if anything, make you have more faith in him because he's not an un, you know, unemotional, unconnected, you know, robot. You know, you, you can, you can look at them and you can say, I see myself now even more in mm-hmm. you. It's not just that I see you as something to aspire to be, but I can connect with you. And it's not just that you're above me. It's that we can be on the same playing field and both have, you know, issues and concerns and emotions. That's why I liked Man of Steel. I thought it did that well when they took the, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we like Man of Steel. This is a man of this is a real man of like steel. Man table. of Steel. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um about as excited as I get. <laughs> also, when uh, in the confessions, small side, when Red Tornado is like, I'm I'm thinking about building a family. I'm like, You already did that in the vision. Don't do that. <laughs> it was hundred percent like Tom King being like, yeah. This is what I did at Marvel. I had a robot build a family. It was so good. I told you. Yeah. Um <laughs> Sorry, I was literally I was literally reading the the speech the while speech? you were doing it. Yeah, and so let me read it. Okay. Do, do you want to read it? Because uh, put that voice I'm not going to lie that the, when you're reading well when you're reading it you're reading it with the overlay you're seeing all these other pictures of different heroes and he's still talking but the um, though you break my body I will stand and then though you silence my voice I will speak and it's swampy and it's the swampy yeah there's a guy there's a guy there's a guy but and it's so it's so good that uh, this suffering, this need for healing, is not the mark of a madman. It is the wound of a warrior. It is a sign, a sign of their love of truth, their hunger for justice, and their fight for the American way. Like it is one of the most powerful dialogues in a long. Well, not even a dialogue. It's pretty much a monologue at this point um, about how he not only feels um, explain he starts off with a yes okay we have a sanctuary it's for people to heal and then it's the I have done everything I can to earn the honor of 
being called your hero. And there are people that stand beside me every single day that do it. And you are other direction. You are, don't be afraid of them because you think that this makes them broken. Does this pollute them? And it's so, it's just, it's, it's unctuous. It is so beautifully written. So sincerely portrayed and regardless of what Superman you hear in your head, when you read it, it matches him in his entirety. Like it is, it is so many chef's kisses mm-hmm. and so many. Yes. <laughs> Did I can't remember now. Aside from that, did Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing didn't go to the, Mm-mm. I was going to say. The green does not go. There was a Swamp Thing confessional. He just sits down. Listen, climate change, man. <laughs> <laughs> Starts rubbing his head. <laughs> okay, so that's actually one of my, one of my questions is, so have they, has, has Poison Ivy, has this new Poison Ivy started showing up in the comics? There's a Poison Ivy and Harley that did a spinoff actually with the after. From that? Yeah. So she, is she an avatar of the green now? I believe so. I will, I will triple the that, That's, now. that's what it, cause it seems, well, she even has the cadence of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Like it that's seems the like she's, yeah, with the, with the, the pauses, the kind of the pregnant pauses. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, she's remembering to breathe. Um, so part of me wondered if, okay, is she now part of the green? Which is really cool. I like that. She has like a crazy, like How crazy, crazy set of abs. Yeah. Uh, my other question. Like my washboard abs. Yeah, the ones that are not in the car. Um, <laughs> just to confirm, and I, I'm, I'm almost positive I know the answer to this, but it, there's is some still doubt. Clark Kent is Superman. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <Okay>. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Gee, come on, guys. Because um, they, they complete the loop, so everyone is still dead. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Except He's, Wally, because they yeah, right. stopped him from killing. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find the, the 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 when the speech that Nark was giving. Oh, uh, about like, how it was yeah. so easy before when yeah. it was kill and, when, and but it's like and it's like but he's also talking about how is it you know is it really is it better because I kill because I'm hungry he he kills, tries to kill me because he is also hungry. Yeah. I kill him in defense. Is it really better? Because he, he's talking like, you know, he's the last Cro-Magnon and he's like, yeah. mm, narc feel, narc think. And then he starts quoting all these philosophers. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, quotes their whole thing. <laughs> it's just like, oh, interesting. But yeah, narc's whole, again, the, the way Tom King does that, where he takes a character, he's like, hey, here's a character that you might not, you know, who's who's read narc, the last Cro-Magnon, you know? Um, here's how I read him. Exactly, yeah. Um, and here, you know, uh, Nark, remember before Nark frozen. And then he, then he starts thinking, and then I think of Keats, bright star, what I were steadfast as thou art. And it's like, I'm sorry, what Nark? What was that again? <laughs> but that's such a cool, like, just like, like a little, like in, in like in between story, you know, the way, the way they expand certain, you know, the way Lagoon boy just experiencing that trauma over and over and over, taking that laser Aww. beam over and over and over. Um, again, the way Wally talking to his, his family and doing all these things and in Who's a way, not really, yeah, not really dealing with his issues, you know, um, until this massive, you know, terrifying explosion of energy. Yeah. So I, you say Lagoon Boy and I, my brain can only hear it. Balloon the, Boy? The way Scott Gons yeah. is Balloon Boy. Balloon Boy. <laughs> You're a Balloon Boy. So, <laughs> man, Ocean's 11. Yes, Ocean's 11. You were the one that wanted to read this. Oh, yeah. And talk about it. You were the one. No. Why? Uh, because I, th- I think it's such an important story to be told, regardless of medium of heroes that are more human than we expect them to be. Because so many of our movies and TV shows and comic books and video games give us heroes that seem invincible 
And, and those are fun stories and they're enjoyable and they communicate their own message. But what should and what has connected me with heroes and characters as an adult is, is that ability to see myself in them. And if I can't see the pain that they experience, then it makes it less real. I mean, like it's, it's how you feel about Superman. He's so untouchable than why, but I look at Superman and I see somebody who is human who happens to have superpowers. Um, and I, I just, it's, it's a topic that even though probably millions of people experience things that cause them to have some sort of anxiety or post-traumatic stress or whatever, it's still not talked about a lot. It seems like mm-hmm. it's almost like it happens. And then you move on. There may be like a five minute blurb in an episode after something big happens in the show, but it never comes back to it. Um, and this one deals with, I mean, 80 years of DC history and all of the trauma that comes with that um, in a way that is interesting, but also hits the subject in a way that makes it real and and draws emotion from us as a reader and as the resident Spock, that's saying something. So... Um, <laughs> I just thought it was is a very important story. It's very well told as well. And I think Tom King being somebody who's spent time overseas in war in Afghanistan and doing that kind of stuff is probably the right person to tell a story with somebody who may have experienced things that caused that in him. Well, and it, and it resonates because there's a lot of people who will critique about how we use PTSD today for certain military vets. And they'll say phrases like, you know, back in World War II, they didn't complain about it. I'm like, right. You don't know what those vets were dealing with at home by themselves, the pain that was inside. The, the ones who walked away from D-Day and saw 10,000 people dead on the beach. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that those guys don't, in their alone place by themselves, didn't have these breakdowns. And instead of being able to talk to people about it, they had to keep it to themselves. Right. They probably couldn't even like break down in front of their own wives and children. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. That would have no. been too much yeah. back then. Yeah, and that that it's 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 ignorant to think that those guys didn't suffer at all. They just were told to keep it to themselves, and they suffered inside and created yeah. whatever pain that was in there. Uh, have you seen Gary Goldman's new special on HBO? No, I need to. The though. Great Depression. Yeah, um, he talks about being Generation X. Basically, like he's talking about how you know millennials have a lot more access to to therapy and and all these things. And he's like, you know, there were two, there were two common uh, prescriptions for when, when he was young. It was, um, I heard this part. Uh, it was get over it, uh, and it was what do you have to be sad about? Yes, like those were like the two generics, yep, basically. That's it. That's all you it, had. Was, it was something along those that, lines. No, you're right. That's what he like, said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was this this idea that even then it was still like mm-hmm. it wasn't taken seriously. No. You know, it was it was it was lumped in with oh, you know, you'll get over it. Oh, everyone has problems. Yeah, up. exactly. Everyone, yeah, you know. The, the Diana approach, you know, mm-hmm. everyone, you know, everyone's yeah. got problems. Um, but yeah, just this idea that, you know, it's, it's still so prevalent and people are like, Oh, people are more, people more sensitive now. And it's like, no, we're just more aware of it. You we're, told people to shut up back then. Yeah. We're about talking it. about it. Yeah. You know, we have, we have ways of communicating it and, and it's, it's almost like now there's, it's, 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 it's like, it's like, there's so many things like my wife and I talk about the, you know, the rise of, uh, 
you know, of autism. Is autism actually on the rise or is just we're recognizing it earlier? Exactly. We're recognizing all of the symptoms and we can't say 100%. Obviously, we're not trying to say we're fucking researchers here. Don't yell at me. Not <laughs> you. I'm talking about the internet. It's the beef. <laughs> exactly. Where is that? Um, <laughs> that reference. Oh, um, like but yeah, it's, it's just this idea that, you know, it's, it's not, you know, is it more common or is it just that we're just finally seeing it and dealing with it opening up appropriately, about it. And, yeah. you know, at a good, you know, hopefully age, you know, like it's, it's, you know, and that even, even then, even with the, the acknowledgement and the, and the, the, you know, recognizing it, it's still difficult to get mental health services. They're still expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't oh, yeah. have a diagnosed issue, it's not cheap to go see a therapist, no. you know, and, and if you say the only therapy I need is, you know, open air and a, and a hike and sunshine, you can fuck right off. That helps you. Great. Good if that you. helps you, awesome. Don't say that helps everybody. That is not a be all end all. I'm not saying that's not good. You know, there are definite times where I need to just go outside and breathe and that fucking works. Lift something heavy. Cool. Sometimes that works, that works. in that no. moment. But there are other things that it doesn't work for. There are other people that it doesn't work for. Mm-hmm. There are people who need a therapist. There are people who need medication. Like we have friends who they came to work and didn't have their medication and it mm-hmm. showed and they could not function because of the shit they had seen in another country. And they like, don't hide it. They let you know, this is, this is what, this I, is, this yeah. what I'm and, going through. And we yeah. need to be aware of it. We need to empathize. We need to be more open about this. Mental health awareness month is May should be all the fucking time, but yeah. we should of course dedicate time to it in May. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I started to get angry. It's it's honest. I mean, when we start going to to the fact that yes, are we? Is it more prevalent now? It's more people being made aware and being genuine and being honest about where they are and what they're experiencing. Um, it's very much recognizing and not being afraid to stand up because you're suddenly recognizing that you're not alone in a situation or that you shouldn't feel shame because you're asking for help. I come from a predominantly military family, which the shut up and get over it is very much um, bread and butter. Bread and butter is what I was taught, which was like, why are you crying? Like, it didn't matter that I'm a girl. It's like, why are you crying? Like, oh, you have feelings. Okay. Nobody needs to hear that. Calm down. (laughs) Like, oh, no one needs to hear that. But that's literally where I came from. Uh, And so being able to actually, for me, come out and say that I originally started podcasting and I started podcasting almost six years ago with Crack in the Vault was my first movement into a type of therapy. And I ended up using that as a springboard to seek an actual therapist. And so that's where I'm like, if you have problems, like whatever makes you feel better, please Try less illegal things, hopefully. <laughs> Don't hurt other people. But if you need to go break something and that's your therapy, do it. You need to go work out, that's your therapy, do it. If you need to talk to somebody. You want somebody that's going to sit there and stare at you either blankly or really concerned, but it's not going to say anything until you ask for their feedback, do it. Yes, even like that. And Steve's is staring <laughs> intently at me. I have no feedback. I just stare. You know, but that is part of getting to the bottom of, where you're at and it's being honest with yourself and then being able to stand up and go, look, everybody's got problems. And I'm always, I'm a, everybody, if you haven't been listening to the show long, welcome. Um, Hey, hey, I, you, you picked a great episode to start (laughs) on guys. Um, I love Diana and I have always, always seen myself like her. And when she gave her confession of everybody's got it worse than me, I can't, I, I can't, 
feel bad. It is the disservice of not, and it's not even loving yourself. It's denying yourself and going, I can't feel anything because there's other people that are hurting and they matter more than I do. And you start doing that for so many years that you place yourself in a a space of subservience and less than humanism, like being less than human. And people that have PTSD can do that. They can also go, I came back and they didn't. Why was it me? And it's, there are so many facets to it. And reaching out and checking on people and checking in with people and mental health and fuck, just love on yourselves and your community and the people around you and understand everybody's got fucking problems and we're hiding behind our damn gold masks and our white robes because it's easier to pretend that everything's okay and we're squeaky clean than being honest and accepting that we're broken and we're polluted just like everybody fucking else. That was towards the end of the book where they, they, where Wally is talking to Wally and everyone has confronted him. They have stopped him from killing him and, and taking him back. Um, and they're, and they go through everyone and they basically, <clears throat> it basically turns into the fact that Wally is experiencing everything that they're experiencing, but you take your pain and it's become a part of you. And then it shows Babs, you know, it's like you, you define yourself based on that wound. Um, and, you know, and, and you, or you've, or you've lost control and you haven't come back from it and it's Harley and, and all these things. And he's kind of a culmination of all of them. He's experiencing all those things, but the way they show and they, 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 they want him to recognize that, yeah, you know, every not every, like no one's going through exactly what you are going through. Like no one has the exact same experience that you have. That is not possible. Everyone is unique, just like everyone else. That is true. Like everyone's experience is 100% unique. No one is cookie cutter. So even if you go through the exact same fucking thing as the person next to you, you still will handle it and experience it in different ways. In different ways. And so the way they show that, the way they show, you know, Wally, like, look at these people. These people have been through similar things to what you have been through. Like, talk to them. Like, open, you know, communicate, recognize. And also, we're sorry. We're sorry that you feel that this is all on you. Because that's the big thing that Wally always has is he's like, he was the hope. When he came back, Wally's back. Everything's yeah. good. The Titans can be heroes again. Like the universe is saved. Oh, by the way, your family doesn't exist. Good? <laughs> you good? Are yeah. you cool being the hope now? Yeah. Like that's not fair. It was never fair. And he never got to talk about that. It was always just like, oh, we're so happy you're here. So many good things out. You're a symbol of hope. You, you know, the universe is saved because of you. Great, you're back. Barry's so happy that you're back. Everyone's so happy that you're back. And it's like no one has given you a chance to say, my family. My family. This yeah. is what fucking happened to me. This is how I'm feeling with mm-hmm. the way all of you are treating me. Mm-hmm. And it literally just explodes. And it explodes. And it doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to go to prison for killing all those people and trying to cover it up. And the way he handles it obviously is not does not handle it well. But it's easy to see and understand why he does the way he Empathize does. Empathize. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not psycho. It's not, you know, sociopathic or psychopathic. Like, just, oh, it's not a joker move where you're like, oh, what the fuck? How, why would you do that? It's not chaos. It's I could very well see given those circumstances, why you went that way. Mm-hmm. Not saying any part of it is right, hmm. but you can understand where it went. Yeah. You know, you can empathize you can, you know, sympathy and empathy are both very important things, but you can empathize mm-hmm. with that individual. I have a small plug for another podcast for those of you looking for stuff regarding therapy. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that was not the time no, no, no. to talk about the wrestling podcast. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, never mind. No, (laughs) it's called The Virtual Couch with Tony Overbay. Mm. It's all about therapy. You were on an episode. I was on an episode of that back in 2018, but every episode is a different area uh, of therapy. I was on there talking about like depression regarding a certain issue and suicide in the family. So really great podcast. If you want to look for something podcast wise involving therapy, I thought I'd throw that one out there. They are friends of the show. So. And and there are services available. I'm actually going to go through and plug a couple of things real fast. Uh, someone talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> well, he's looking at. Would it be weird to talk about favorite parts while he's looking that up? No, no, do it. no. Yeah, we should actually talk about the comic book yeah. and just being a comic book. Thank yeah. you. It's, <laughs> it brought. It brings up the comic book brings up so much that yeah. we can't help but focus on everything beneath it that we connect to. But in favorite parts, Mandy, what you got? Yeah. Um. So I think. I can't remember if it was issue two or three, but it's the one where the Trinity has their confessions. Um, and their confessions are my favorite parts because it's like, yep, that's very much this, very much that. But Batman mm-hmm. surprises me because he's like, I uh, recruit kids and I train them up to fight crime and they die. I'm sorry. And it's just like Bruce pulling the cowl off and like head down. It's like, that's not a very Batman thing to do. Like not even a very Bruce thing to do and you see that and it's like out of out of the three of them you expect superman clark to be the most honest and he is very honest but bruce is way more transparent way more honest where superman clark is like i'm clark and i'm superman am i yeah i can't talk about this and he then he leaves he's like he doesn't even get into it but bruce is like they're broken um and it's the to me it's the most human part of the that particular issue and the most human part of the Trinity in the, in that book. Um, so that's my most, most favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love that Harley is just like singing, um, kind of like, um, I can't think of the word nursery rhymes, nursery rhymes but with her own, like very violent <laughs> lyrics. She's going to it's just bad. super, <laughs> yeah, it's just super fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mask it. No, that's, that's, that's another killing. word for killing. I'm no gonna, killing. Are you sure that's, yeah. So she's like, there's certain parts of it that give you a place to laugh. You need a break. That Yes. To take away from the heavy. Which I, that's one of my favorite parts is when all of the Robins are confessing. And they're they're and they're all basically like gushing about the other ones. Yeah. yeah. But then they're like, like what am I? And it's yeah. like Tim's the cool one. Like <laughs> yes. the, you know, uh Dick's this one. And they're, they're they all like a are like version. complimenting each other, Damien's, except Damien. Yeah. Damien's like, no. Damien's like, what they say? Why am I here? Like, <laughs> like Damien's the cute, dangerous one, you know? Like I I like that because again, it was every once in a while you needed it was there was there was so much tension. You needed just a pop of Harley saying something funny, you needed yeah. Booster saying something funny, you needed just a little bit of a a pop of just a, a break in the tension so you could fucking breathe for a second. Yeah. You yeah, know, that the, the panels right here of Bruce is I train partners to work with me. They become my family. I've watched so many of them die. And then you get these four, three panels of him just head in hand. And then he says, I'm sorry at the end. That, yeah, that's yeah. not a very Bruce thing. No, exactly. But it's very honest. Yep. Which makes sense considering how logical he is. I mean, of if sanctuary is created from the Trinity with each of their best aspects, you know, as a detective and as a logical man, Senor Spock, um, that if he's not honest with himself, how can he truly be his best version of himself? 
And so for him to be able to acknowledge that he trains, he, he essentially collects and trains people that become family because he's lost his, and then he watches their demise. Like he's honest in his hand in the joy and celebration of the raising of them and the coming, the culmination, and then the, the, the loss of them as well. Um, but favorite parts for me, I already mentioned the Harley and Ivy beating up jokers randomly. Just, he has terrible jokes and you're just like, what the heck is going on? And she's just like rolling on the floor laughing hysterically. The jokes make dad look, dad jokes look good. Exactly. (laughs) And then, um, so I did a little research by the way. And so because Swamp Thing recognizes Poison Ivy as the May Queen. Right. Um, when she has become this part, she has more control over the green. So I believe she is, has a little more tapped in and she has more access Good. to it. So they've written her in a lot of ways as like a bioterrorist. And she's one of those characters that as time has gone on, you're like, Oh wait, she's right in a lot of ways because we're destroying the environment. Yeah. You and know? so in 88, and I did the quick research on it in 88 swamp thing actually acknowledges her as the May queen. And then with this happening with the aftermath of heroes in crisis, um, she's able to, not just hear the plants, but she's able to like from long distances, be able to grow things cool. and the whole Shazam, which is awesome. So I like being able to see that Ivy is no longer just a, a vixen. Um, her relationship with Harley is more pronounced and it's not just a friendship. Um, it runs really, really deep and being able just to see them connect and show that they care about each other is a great freaking thing to see. Yeah. But yeah, yes. Hey, pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy. Mine's a lighthearted one. Okay, good. Uh, it's just the panels of Booster and Beetle having beers sitting on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> just and just the the last panel of them venting about everything, and then just, dude, I know. <laughs> just clink clink beers. I just like that because everything that's happening, and it's these two longtime buddies. Just here's a beer, man. Whatever. <laughs> type thing. But I just he comes and that. he breaks them out all the time too. I, yeah. was like, I was like, where have I been in this relationship with these characters that I don't know? He just shows up. He's like, hey, hey, time travel? Time travel! <laughs> time travel. <laughs> so, like I mentioned before, services, just because this is this is heavy and, you know, if, if this has somehow sparked something or you read this book and it sparked something. So, first off, um, if you have health insurance, there is a pretty good chance that there is there are therapists available to you through your through your health insurance, um, so you can always check uh, with your doctor, with your insurance company, um, depending on where you're at, depending on how their network you know is. There might be a copay, there might not be. I know uh, when we worked at Apple, there was so many you could get for for like so many visits for free, and yeah. then after yeah, that, like if you six needed, in a year, you get or something six, like that. six for free, and then after that, they'll start judging you. That's a normal one across the board, actually. Yeah. Um, and then again, you know, there might be other, you know, you might come to find that you do, you know, have a mental health issue that needs to be diagnosed and then that, that could change, uh, your treatment and the way things go. Um, there's a cool resource local to us. It's called stop Sigma, stop stigma, Sacramento.org, um, which basically breaks down, um, different services are available. Um, in Sacramento, there is two one one. If you call uh two one one, they also have a nine one six number. Um, you can basically connected to referrals, uh, to a referral specialist who can get you connected to mm, therapy, um, uh, crisis, like um, crisis management um, and residential medical evaluation support, hospitalization if it gets crazy, brief therapy and counseling for individuals, families, groups, evaluations, assessment, 
Um, this is done through the uh, through Sacramento County. It has different breakdowns. Um, there's always Google, mm-hmm. you know, that you can you can Google and, there, and there's websites where you can find therapists. There's there's apps where you can find therapists. There's actually apps where you can basically like live chat with a therapist and they can kind mm-hmm. of, you know, just cause honestly, like it sounds kind of like, oh, you know, is that just another thing? And it's like, well, there might be some people that that's the only thing they can do is maybe just chat with someone real quick and that might be all they need. Or it might be like, hey, no, you should actually find the time to actually come in and lay down on that, you know, cliche red couch and chat with someone. Hey, my couch is white and it's fluffy and I don't lay down on it. Calm down. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I want to lay on the couch. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so there's there there are people to talk to. There are and and it doesn't mean, you know, if 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 a therapist, if a sit down traditional, Mm -hmm. you know, situation is not your thing, like there are in-betweens, there are steps to go to before there are, you know, a a hike and, you know, a glass of water and a yoga session. And that might be what some people need for their mental health. It might be, you know, taking a day off from work. It might be, you know, going through one of these things and finding someone to talk to. And it might be something more serious like medication. And those are all very much okay. 100% okay. Just just recognize that there is a need and that need needs to be met. Um, And recognizing that you're, Self is obviously number one and most important because if you can't love yourself, the how and the how and the hell you're gonna love anybody anybody else. Amen. Um, despite the issues you know that RuPaul has in her community, I still wanted to drop that tidbit in there. Anyway, thank you. Heroes in Crisis, written by Tom King, a wonderful, wonderful fucking book, Manderson. Thank you for suggesting it. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for for being uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, nagging us about doing the episode. Persistent. Because I definitely kept putting it off and then I read it today and I was like, ah, well, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. You didn't read it when we had that initial. I, yeah. <gasps> I, I marathoned it he, wait, today. He wasn't, um, he didn't read for the uh, the reading assignment. I originally did not know. Dum, dum, which is why dum. I kept putting off this episode. <laughs> and now I feel like an asshole and it's been wonderful and I'm really glad I did it. So, I actually, I bought, the, I bought it digitally. I, I own it now on my where iPad. Where'd you buy it from? Oh! Oh, Comixology. That's correct. Whoa. If you go to nerdon.io slash Comixology, you can again help support this podcast and the other podcasts in the Nerd On family of podcasts and get yourself some digital comics yeah. wherever you may be. Which includes Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis. Tom King, Clay Man, Mitch Garad, someone else. Can't remember who the other one was. That guy. That yeah, guy. that guy over there. Guy. Anyway. Hey, good show. Good show. Remember. Yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say. I remember about. Just remember. Yeah, just remember. Just remember. <laughs> yeah. You matter. You, you do. Your feelings matter. They do. And being not okay is okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. Deep breath. Glass everyone, of water. Everyone, everyone take, a, take a breath in through the nose. And out through the mouth. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Capos Crusaders. We love you. Very much. My name is David Berry. I am joined across the table by the Azorian, one Anthony Steve. To the le- right, left, Amy LaBelle. And oh. across from me is Mandison. Boom! We are the Capos Crusaders. Take care of yourselves and each other. Good night. Night. Bye. Good night. Fucking quote of Jerry Springer. Yeah, fucking quote of Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs>